Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. AJ and Rudo coming to you. Look, I really didn't want to talk about trades that have happened until the trade deadline, but the NHL decided they didn't want to wait until the trade deadline. Uh, A significant portion of the big names have already come off the board, particularly today with is not official official, but all but confirming that Patrick Kane is headed to New York. Uh, we'll get into it. Obviously, there's been a pretty heavy tilt so far in this silly season with a lot of the bigger names, at very least, if not the majority of trades, with players heading out east. AJ, do you want to just start with the Rangers? Do you want to get into this Patrick Kane stuff and some of the other moves they've made so far? Are you going to be really surprised when I tell you that literally while we were getting this started, another trade happened? Uh, am I surprised? No. Am I annoyed? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mojo goes from Washington to Minnesota for a third. Totally get that from Washington's side. They've decided to sell. A little bit weird to me for Minnesota. Like that. That's their solution. Yeah, it's, a, I, it's an odd one. I don't sure. know what that really solves for Minnesota, but well, and I don't know. Like, uh, I, I guess they've been giving a lot of ice time to like the Jordan Greenways of the world, where none of their depth of <laughs> big shock. Those guys have not all repeated massive, the unbelievable career years they had. Massive yeah. anomalies of seasons that they had last year. Yeah, um, I like. They're probably still a wild card team unless Calgary gets it together. But I mean, I, I, mean, I think oh, I've been saying it all year. I expected Minnesota and Winnipeg to flip spots. Now they which have. We'll see if that lasts or not. For we will. Sure, but, but it's. Uh, I think both of them are playoff teams. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, it's just which one's going to be the, the three seed. seed sure. And, you know who plays Dallas in the first round. This is just me <laughs> continuing to express confidence that the Avalanche are about to win the division. Hard to They're not, about to go on this run. Hard to not feel pretty confident. I, I haven't done my uh, my Twitter video for today, but spoilers, their chances to win the division went up a lot last night. I bet they did, man. <laughs> given, given Dallas's, uh, even an OTL. Yep. They gave one point on them with yeah. the games in hand that they have. It's, well, and they have two head-to-heads as right. well, and so... It's very much win those, and you're in the driver's seat for this division, basically. Yeah, they really are anyway. And it's like you're not wrong. If if Dallas wins those, they break even. <laughs> like it, the cars are like nose and nose, like nose to nose, right? Like yep. it's 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 really um, Colorado's just won their way into this position, and the teams in front of them stopped winning games. Yeah, I it. Genuinely, you look at over the last really 20 games, but if you look at the last 10, Dallas and Winnipeg have not been doing what they need to do. Yeah. I mean, those were teams that had point percentages in the low 700s, high 600s, and are now in the low to mid 600s. For a minute there, they were floating around five. It were where the Avs were at five. And now they've pushed up to the high 700s, really. They're in the, now on the season, they're in the mid-sixes, and you're like... Oh, they coming. Yeah, like, (laughs) we talked about it. Like, they're going to chase these guys down. And we we thought it was going to take 25 games. 
turns out it might take big but teams. But those, yeah, <laughs> those teams just stopped winning hockey games. Yep. And the they they stopped winning. You know, Dallas and and, and Winnipeg and you know and Minnesota continues to like kind of float around the same pace. Yep. And you're you're looking at it, and you're saying, okay, so Dallas, Dadanov for Garyanov is the move that they've made so far. Minnesota gets Marcus Johansson out of out of Washington, mm-hmm. who is at this point a pure bottom six guy. Lots of versatility in his game, but a bottom six guy he just doesn't quite have what he used to have anymore. Like it, I think Minnesota did a great job. Hey, they had two salary retention deals. Where they paid, yeah, they got picks for flipping dudes. They they paid about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in of real money for draft picks for a fourth and a fifth, I believe. Yep. And then they pay a third for Mojo. Just weird asset management there for sure. And that's it confuses me because what? Why is that guy worth a third? When your cap is and like, why is that guy worth a third to you? Right. There, in what way is he really pushing your roster forward? It's it, kind of just an odd... Especially for a team that's just caught in the middle right now. They're still working through their cap of their dead hits from Suter and Parise. Matt Dumba sure seems like he's probably gone at the end of this season. Well, and, and, and wouldn't you... Wouldn't I mean, I mean, we keep hearing that Ottawa is like... Hard up. For a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. And... and Matt Dumba is like, okay, I understand Ottawa's not looking to necessarily invest in a guy Make, that's going to leave. Right. But it just I guess it just seems odd to me that they haven't tried to shop him at all. Well, that they, they just don't seem in a hurry to do it. Yeah, I don't I mean I, I, mean, I also don't understand why they're healthy scratching the guy on a semi regular basis, but Yeah. It's a very weird situation. Um but I mean, you kind of already alluded to it. The West has really done very little, yeah, so far at this trade deadline. You you mentioned Minnesota just picking up Mojo. Well, and, and Edmonton this morning gets rid of Puliyarvi yep. for. I like Patrick Puistola. <laughs> He's a good prospect. He's a good goal scoring prospect. That does not help their NHL team. Not actively. That's so for sure. Edmonton for the moment. You know, obviously, we still have a couple of days here, but Edmonton for the moment gets worse. And uh, the rumors about them trying to go out and get EK, I don't know if it makes them better in the right ways. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, it just seems like they can't make that, they can't really make that work. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll see what they do. But for the moment, Edmonton's a little bit worse. Yep. Nashville kind of throws in the towel. They St. Louis yep. throws in the towel. Both have become sellers at yeah, this point. Exactly. It's really you have really the the three big moves. I don't know how Dadnov's really not a big move for Dallas. I mean, out west, it's it counts as the big move right now. It, it it's that it's Ivan Barbashev to Vegas, yeah. and it's Nino Niederreiter for Winnipeg. Yeah, and Jack Johnson to and, and look, the the reason. I didn't want to do this show is because more is to come. Right. But so far, the West has not kept up with the East at all. So, well, and and to be honest with you, um, I think it's I think why is interesting. One, because the West is just in a different place. It's not Teams a bloodbath in the West. <laughs> so, like, let's run through them real quick. Yep. Um, so we've got Vegas at the top. Yep. Mark Stone injury really hurts them. Yep. Like, it really does hold them back a little bit. Uh, they've had consistent injuries on their defense all season and as well. And, and and that started even before the year got going. Yep. That was with Leonard. Uh, and, and they just put Laurent Brossois back on IR today. Because he got hurt after playing four games. Yep. It's like, bad. It's bad. You know, it's really... Um, so, but but Vegas is in the situation where, like, money wise, they don't have a ton of space asset wise. You know, they they did what Colorado did instead of being like, "Hey, here's a future pick." They go and get Barbashev for 
Uh, the guy that for Zach Dean, the guy they yep. drafted in 2021's first round. Fun fact: They've now traded five of their six first round picks in yeah. their history. <laughs> the only guy left is standing Brisson. is Brennan Brisson, <laughs> and you're like. If they're going to make a big move at this deadline, it might be him. Guess who's yeah. going? Like, who's in the crosshair here? <laughs> so you're looking at Vegas and you're saying they're definitely a buyer. That's a team That's that definitely, definitely wants true. to continue to get better. Yep. So TBD there. All right. You look at the two division leaders, Vegas and Dallas. Same spots. Yep, they're buying. They're, they're both buyers. They both have space, some space to buy. Dallas is in a different spot where they've got prospects coming. Yeah. That they really like. You know, uh, Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven are two really, really fun offensive prospects that I don't think they're in a hurry to get rid of. And so, but you also, if you're if you're the stars, you're like, okay, what's the transition here? Yeah. Because you know, you do look at the breakout that they've gotten from Wyatt Johnston this year. Well, they like badly, badly needed, and and you can see the scoring. You can them. see the future core pieces of that roster coming through. Yeah, but they're still. I don't even want to say stuck because you've seen better years out of Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben this year. Well, and and it's really been Ben. Yeah, Sagan continues to lag yeah, behind. I mean, he's okay, but the, he's okay for nine million dollars though. Not making his money for like, sure. Like Jamie Ben, you're at least like, hey, the guy has. He may not, have lived, yeah. may not have lived up to the contract, but he's been a vital part of their secondary scoring. Uh, I saw the other day before last night's game, 66% of their goals come from have come from six guys. That's uh that's pretty top heavy. Like you need help, they need help there. Yep. So it's it's I think they're in an interesting spot too, but a buying spot. But they're going for it. Like they're oh, in a window sure. where they're, they're saying, "Yeah, there's no doubt about that." They're in a window where they're saying, "Hey, we want to, we want to take this seriously." But also, Haskinen is really young. Robertson is really young. Ottinger is really young. Yep. Kind of their core guys that they are. They're you know, Rupe Hintz is in his prime. Yep. It's really like Pavelski. He's the super old guy, and then and he, he just keeps doing his thing though. So you're like, okay, well, he, it's it, working out. As long as it works, it works. It, you do feel like there might be a little bit of a clock there with the end of, of Ben's and Sagan's contracts coming up not too far from now. Yeah. Um, but they're looking at it like, look at all that money we're about yeah, to get. <laughs> they can bring in their prospects and go pay other guys. So. Yeah. And defensively, they've got a lot of money tied up in SLNDL and Ryan Suter, Amiro Haskin. And like their defense is pretty, so they traded a first round pick for Lundquist, who's been a guy. Like fine for them this yeah. year. We'll see how he develops. But. I think I think their early return is, where I think they're encouraged by what they've gotten, but, but they, it's got to take more steps for yeah. it to pay off. Yeah, yeah. they definitely want to see more. But Dallas is in like a good spot as an organization. Hey, they're competing. You know, if if the rest of the West wasn't so weak, they would be on their way to like a hundred point season right now. Where you're like, hey, this is a good team that just needs to take another step. Yep. But instead, they're leading a division. <laughs> they are right. They're leading a division right now at the moment. And it's more about the fact that everything around them has kind of gone sideways. So Vegas and Dallas going for it, whatever. Okay. Yep. Uh, Colorado is firmly in the middle of a cup window, yep. a legitimate championship contention era for the Avalanche. Yep. They're going for it. There's no doubt there. Winnipeg is in one of the more fascinating spots in the NHL. Yeah. So over the next 16 months, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Connor Connor Hellebuck are all all set to hit free agency. Yep. Okay. Uh, Dubois is an RFA unsigned at the end of this year and has... There's all this talk about Montreal and the Canadiens and he doesn't want to sign... And every interview he's ever given on the topic has been, look, I'm not a guy who thinks about <laughs> those things before. This. Yeah. I'm worried about what's in front of me right now, and that's it. Yep. Everything else on their roster, they have to do it. They have to go for it. Yep. It, they have I, to go for it because I mean, the big one's they, Hellebuck, right? Well, like, Hellebuck Shifley, like you're gonna lose you could lose your top two centers and your star goaltender in free agency. Yep. That is a that is a city and an organization that has struggled to main to keep pieces in to town. Convince yeah. players to stay long term. Yep. Now each of those guys has a post ELC long term deal that is expiring. So those guys can look at it and say, I've given the first half of my career. Yep. 
you know, going into my prime, I've given this to this organization. It hasn't worked. I'm moving on. Yeah. It, and the Jets, the Jets could be the big seller. They could be St. Louis next, next year. Season. Yeah. You know, if they if they aren't in a serious spot and they don't think they can bring some of these guys back, could you imagine at the trade deadline a year from today? Connor Hellebuck is on that thing. That would be I mean, that has to be the biggest goaltender out there at the deadline. In, Since Ryan Miller. Yeah. Like, it would be pretty crazy. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't help myself but wonder what Edmonton would do. <laughs> I mean, there's a number of teams, right? That, for sure. What would Seattle do for something like that? No kidding. So, anyway... The Winnipeg kind of is forced into, like, they buy on Niederreiter. Because they, they don't, they have no choice. They yeah. need another defenseman. But, yeah, they are in just this spot that they're in. They have to do this. Yep. Okay? So, they have to do this. Minnesota. What do we make of the Wild? I, I A team doing a really good job of keeping themselves in the Calgary zone. And, like, given their cap restraints... That's about as far as you can reasonably like, expect them to go. Something yeah. kind of admirable about like, hey, we're trying anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like like we're not kicking the bucket. You know, we're not trying to give in and, and tank and whatever. They're making an honest go of Kaprizov's prime. Yep. Respect. <laughs> I hate everything about that stupid franchise in that state. Respect. I, I can give them all the respect in the world if they want to be the eighth so you can get eliminated in the first round. <laughs> party 10 <laughs> all right so but but they're not a team that we're talking about as a serious buyer they just don't have the not space a big mover really shaker you'd be able to do like that. Yeah. their big acquisition over the off in the offseason should be marco rossi and then actually play him when yeah, they well, get him up there <laughs> it was supposed to be this year but you know <laughs> but yes like marco rossi should be you know one of the big next steps for them yeah they've got some really fun offensive players that could come in and maybe add some firepower and some punch to their lineup uh, over the next few years. But for the moment, we aren't expecting a drastic change in either direction, really, yeah. from the wild. But they should not be serious players. So as an organization, they're not there. Yep. You should do this before we get into the Pacific. All right. We are brought to you by the amazing people over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Get over there. You can find eight different kinds of their beer on tap here at the DNVR bar. Or you can also get over and find it at a local liquor store near you anywhere in the 50 United States. Yes, even Alaska and Hawaii. They are out there. So go get yourself some Breck Brew. Go to breckbrew.com. You know, Alaska's not a country. It is not a country. Man. It is a, it is part of the U.S. Next thing you're going to be telling me is that papayas and carrots are not the same. You know what? You know what else is in a country? Texas. Look, <laughs> Texas was a republic, sir. <laughs> it ain't that anymore either. Don't tell us that. Uh, <laughs> Get your Breck Brew wherever you are. They have a flavor for everybody. Go check them out. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can go over there. You can bet $5 on anything, and you get $200 in free bets when you sign up for a new account with the DNVR code I mentioned. Uh, $200 in free bets is a lot of free bets to play around with. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for baseball season to come back. That's my money-making game. You've been keeping an eye on some of spring training? A little bit. Not yeah. a ton, but a little we bit. We don't really have time right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I have... I did watch about three innings of a spring training game that did not involve the Rockies or Astros yesterday. Just because it was on. <laughs> I, was, I was watching a little bit of the Yankees game at intermission the other night. But... It'll be fun. I yeah. Look, DraftKings style? All right, here's my strat. First of all, figure out the teams who have decent bullpens, so don't ever do this with the Rockies. Uh, uh, wait, till the, wait till the seventh or eighth inning of a baseball game and then just bet the under because closers are really good at baseball. I am really curious to see. I don't, Not to... No, you're good. It doesn't take away from your point here, but I am curious to see how the change is. 
the, the end changes up in baseball. Yeah. With the pitch clock and everything. Well, and especially relievers and with guys getting on base the way that yeah. a lot of relievers are slow to the plate. Yep. Because they don't have to worry about it so much. Yep. Uh, I will be really fascinated to see how running games change baseball, change late, late game baseball. Like you said, especially with relievers, a lot of those dudes are, you're talking about like, 30 seconds plus it takes these guys to get the home plate well and you're talking i mean you're talking about uh guys who in their entire pro careers have not really had to stress the running game at all yep and i think it's gonna make a big comeback and it could be a it could be a really fun thing to bet on there you go with the pitch clock start betting on box lots of box oh man (laughs) that poor guy last year Uh, go over to DraftKings, use the DNVR code, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details of a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700, and of course, it's void in Ohio. Also, <sighs> when you win some money from DraftKings, take it down to Illegal Pete's, get yourself a delicious burrito, or some happy hour margaritas from 3 to 6 p.m. Illegal Pete's has 10 locations here in Colorado, there's one just a couple blocks from the bar, it's a great place to, to grab some lunch before you come on down to the bar to have a good time for watching whatever sporting event it is you want to come over here for. So check out Illegal Pete's. They have fresh, delicious ingredients, something for everybody. Go get it today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, AJ, let's get into the Pacific. Yeah, so we're kind of just talking about why the West is where it is right now. Yep. Seattle is in year two of its existence. Yep. They made a bunch of smart moves in the offseason uh, to beef up an offense that just had no identity and no punch last year. They just couldn't score goals. Everything they've done has worked well, except for they continue to get, to get torpedoed by goaltending. Yeah, their goaltending continues to be a struggle. Martin Jones is kind of... Martin is so... He's sneaking them by. Well, how funny is it that Martin Jones gets brought in because yeah, Chris Dreger... Right. Blows, blows up out his, his knee, knee at yep. World Championships. Yeah, and and somehow Martin Jones has been their best goaltender. Yeah, so it's it's kind of fascinating. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> um, but where Seattle is, like, it's a great story if they get in. They probably should get in. Um, like that's a that's a good is, hockey. Is team. there some? Obvious lessons learned from Vegas here that they won't overcommit to. Well, and Ron Francis is just such a different. He's very much not the GM. guy to go out and make. Yeah, moves, that, yeah. It, it's just such a different conversation. I think that. Fair enough. Um, but you're talking about like like Seattle should be competitive at least in yeah. some level of buyer. You know, they have so many second round picks. Yeah, uh, where it's like, look, second round picks are. We've seen the Avalanche very, very, very effectively move them for a lot of valuable yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. For guys that you, you're not talking about tip top high end players all the time. You know, obviously Devon Taves became that well, when he got here. It's those guys that have the the very high upside. Taves, Burakovsky. Yeah, those before Burakovsky blew up. Yeah, and and you do look around the league and hey, those were you know Nino Niederreiter goes for a second round pick, like yep. a good player that will be in their top six right away. Yep. So, you know, you are having a conversation about Seattle where they could buy, but it's not going to fundamentally change them, and it's not going to be the big splash. Yeah, It's just going to be, hey, they get a little bit better um, because they still have, a, you know, a robust farm system that's on the way. Year two, Matty Veneers next year. Like, they're still on the come up here. Yep. There's no need for them to do that. L.A., Driven largely by that farm system, they're still waiting for the big breakout of Quentin Byfield. They're trying to wait out the Alex gonna Turcotte come, injury but... issues to see if he's going to break out. Yeah, um, they've got you know they they've got so many young guys. They, uh, you know, Brant Clark isn't even in the in the NHL yet. Like so much, so much yeah. youth still, and LA just doesn't seem interested in messing with it. They don't want to sell off their future to. Try and make more of a push now, basically. And they're looking around them, and in the Pacific Division, you—they're watching a lot of teams in their last year or going the wrong way. Exactly, where you're like Vegas is kind of at the the tail end of their contention window here. We think. Yep. Uh, Anaheim and San Jose are fully embracing the dumpster. Yep. 
there's really nobody that you're long term afraid of unless Edmonton figures up something out yeah. and, and does something really smart and actually figures out how to balance that, that team a little bit. Does not include going out and get Eric Carlson. Right, right. <laughs> so it, they are. You know they they showing a Seattle, bit of patience here. Perhaps Seattle and yeah. LA should be looking around, going, "This is kind of our division. Like we should be. We get to run this place starting next yeah, year. We yeah. should really be consistently competing." Uh, Edmonton just doesn't have the space for stuff. Yep. For for a lot of big stuff. A uh, little bit more now that Puyarvi's gone. But yeah. Still not a ton. Right. But they still have a lot of money in, money out yep. considerations that have to go into it. And Calgary has to kind of figure. Everything out. Yeah, who who even are they now? Yeah, I, I the don't year know. of transition, yeah. and and for me, I think the, the the smart thing here is a coaching change. I don't disagree. Um, instead of trying to redo an entire roster I mean, to fit, I, I mean, we talked guy. about this off air with Mackenzie Weger and his yeah. switch of styles, how it's affected him in a negative way. So. Right. Yeah, and they got I, they have to find a way to get more out of Huberto than they're getting. Totally, just period. Otherwise, they're in big trouble. Definitely. Both of them. I mean, yeah. It was such a fascinating deal. And right now, it's funny because both teams are disappointed. Not in great spots. (laughs) But Florida absolutely looks. They've gotten everything you could ask out of Kachuk. Exactly. That's not why they're struggling. (laughs) You certainly don't pinpoint those problems on him. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's it, so when we talk about the West and why it is where it is, it's really a fascinating discussion of like organizations just being honest with themselves. Yep. Know where you're at and make the appropriate moves to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that complicated. And, and we saw with both St. Louis and Nashville, we saw the rare case of where they actually pulled the trigger like on being veteran, a seller. Yeah. Veteran teams. That just weren't lying to themselves. Yep. And they weren't and they weren't leaning and using their fans as cover and saying, We owe it to our fans to try and make the postseason. You know, we're not trying to get those two extra I think Nashville got so embarrassed by Colorado last year that, that they, they were like There's no point. Is yeah. this worth it to try and when Johansson got hurt and as surgery? We're just going to get bodied like, again. Yeah. Is it worth it for us to go in there, be worse than they were last to year? Play four games in the first round and be done. Yeah, yeah, we have two home games that our fans aren't gonna take seriously because Colorado's gonna come in and wax us again. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Yeah. So it's they're in a fascinating spot. Let me ask you a serious question. Okay. About Nashville. Uh, yeah. You've got Yaroslav Askarov in the AHL. Mm-hmm. You believe he's the truth. You believe he's the next guy for you. Yep. When do you start with the UC Soros offers? Yesterday. Yesterday? Yep. <laughs> okay. I, I, If I'm Nashville, I'm seriously considering the nuclear option at this point. Johansson, Granlin, Saro, yep. So you just signed Philip Forsberg for nothing. Yep. You went for it. This year happened. You realized, oh, I messed up. The quickest, there, the quickest way back to where you want to go might be burning the whole thing down. Have there ever been more long-term contracts where they got signed and the teams immediately shifted gears than? JT Miller in Vancouver and Philip Forsberg in Nashville. The JT Miller one is predictable. Wild <laughs> that Vancouver committed to that. Yeah. yeah. It was all very it predictable. Was, you could see that one coming a mile away. And, yep. and it wasn't, no one would have been shocked by Nashville regressing this year, but I certainly thought they were still a playoff team. I, and it looked like they were trending towards maybe pushing for a wild card spot. And the Johansson injury was just like, this, this is the end much. of this. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, both of those look such really a, bad. <laughs> it's it's so interesting that you can look at both Vancouver and Nashville, say, and to maybe to a lesser extent Calgary, depending on what they decide. Yeah, they, to do they have in to make their decisions still. But you could say, look at all the talent on there. Where if they decided we can't do this, <laughs> we need to change our approach. We need yep. to whatever, uh, and they just decided to say, hey, we're gonna sell, like that dispersal of talent. 
could totally change the balance of power. Absolutely. Could reshape the entire NHL. Right. Now, now the other side of this conversation is if you're following the Avalanche model, when they were in that spot, they didn't really sell. Yes, they moved Matt Duchesne, Mm -hmm. but it's not like they blew up their entire core to go out and, and make this version where they've become champions. Yeah. So maybe you don't have to move out every single piece. Jesse, what are your thoughts? Yeah, if you want to jump sure. on. What are your What are your thoughts on? Hi. I, I guess we should make sure your microphone. Yeah, is on it first. actually on? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts if you're? Because we're talking about Nashville, kind of having to stare down the barrel and be honest with who they are, <coughs> what's yeah. What's true today, but not just today, but tomorrow. Uh, if you're Nashville, do you field calls on UC Soros, knowing that you have a scare off in the AHL? <sighs> wow, that's an excellent question. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Having Askarov waiting. How far out do you think think he is? Uh, To be honest with you, I wouldn't know. I just have not followed him right, at all. Right, right, this right. like totally off my radar, right? So I guess but that... But like knowing he's there. Right, right, right. I guess that would be the conversation that I'd have internally. If you think he's two years away, then I think you at least take the calls. If you think he's anything more than two years out from being able to step in at the NHL level in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. then no, I'm holding on to Soros because I think without UC Soros, that's a pretty bad team. And so, yeah, if, if, if you feel that you can have a scar off making an impact at the NHL level by what year is it? By 2025, then yeah, take the calls. How much does what's happened with, because we've seen two really high profile young goaltenders mm-hmm. go different directions <clears throat> with Jake Ottinger and Spencer Knight. Yeah, yeah. And how much do. Those experiences now, obviously, every, every guy's different. Sorrow's twenty six, I believe. Oh fuck! I mean, he's still so young. Yeah, but he's coming up. He's coming up on needing a serious Payday raise, day. right? Yeah. right and the right. way that he's played, you're like, hey, we don't necessarily need to sign this guy to us to a real deal here because we have a guy that we love, right? That we think is going to take his job. <clears throat> and Soros is the kind of goalie where he's so reliant on his athleticism. That as he ages, yeah. you wonder when he gets For into sure. his thirties. Yeah, you know, because Connor Hellebuck going into his thirties, you're like, I'm not super concerned here. Right, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's just that 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 team, and I mean, the the three of us have talked about it now for multiple years. We thought that that team, the moves that they had been making over the last couple of years, were all just like didn't really add up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that they've now put themselves in this really weird position where you've got some high end expensive players, but you very clearly don't have the roster to even compete. Yeah. They got smoked in the first round last year. They're going to miss the playoffs by a fair bit this year. Well, they'll hang around. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Gosh, I don't know. What's hard is that Saros is only 26. I think I think he's twenty six. I mean, mid twenties. Mid twenties. Yeah. I mean, if it turns out he's twenty nine, yeah, it changes everything. If you're off by three years, that's a that's a big gap of difference. It's like because at at twenty five to twenty seven, even do you almost even have the conversation of do we move Askarov? So he is twenty seven. He turns twenty eight in April. Mm. I still think that's fine for a goalie that age is is more than fine. (laughs) Yeah. But the, the, the thing that AJ brings up about, this was always my concern with Matt Duchesne in the early years here. The first thing to go is that agility and your legs and all that shit. And, For a smaller goaltender. Yeah. Right. And, and it's the same yeah. kind of thing here when you're talking about Soros is where it's like, okay, cool. He's going to be 28. By 32, is he the same guy at all? Yeah. You know, I don't know. And maybe he is. Yeah. Maybe he is. Um, Athletes are aging better than ever, man. When they take yeah. care of themselves, well, it's I, like, pretty, I, pretty impressive. I, I even look at Varley, like even he, even with like the big injury, like crater there in the middle of his career. Mm-hmm. Since he's gotten to Long Island, like he's been good, relatively and healthy, relatively yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah, he really hasn't. Uh, 
They gave uh, him $5 million, and they don't, I don't think they've regretted it, honestly. I, yeah, no, seriously. I hate to rush us, but we do have to move along a little bit here. That's, so. that's a fascinating topic. Yeah. We, uh, well, you missed Winnipeg. Where I think I think Winnipeg is the most interesting <laughs> team in the NHL. What's that? Like, the s- spot that they're in well, right we now. We have like, Their own realities <laughs> versus, like, they aren't on the same kind of clock as every other right. NHL team. Right. So I think they're just in a, such a spot. But... I do think that with the way that the East has won, the main thing that the East has done this year is that they have blown through a ton of assets. Yep. Yeah. They have absolutely worn out the draft cupboard. And so when you talk about this dispersal <coughs> town, if Nashville goes into cellar, if St. Louis wants to further strip it down, if Minnesota decides to move on, you know, whatever, whatever may happen, if Vegas actually ever decides, hey, we can't do it anymore, yeah. whatever, right? You're talking this dispersal of talent is going to be west to west. So my last thing on now, if they're going to do, if you are going to start feeling those calls on sorrows this summer, you have to start tearing it down. That's what That's I Duchesne, said. Yeah. Johansson, uh, Fiala, uh, not Fiala, Forsberg, like. Everybody, I don't give a shit that he just signed that extension. Well, and that's like, oh, I wonder what Forsberg's value would be with that contract. With that in place. contract yeah. already done. Like, done. What's the number on it? It's uh, not crazy, right? I think it's nine. Uh, I thought it was closer. Yeah, I mean, regardless, at next year's deadline, you're that much closer to the cap taking a jump. Like, yeah. I think you could start offloading some of these dudes this summer at the draft. And then, yeah, if, if you're going to do Soros, you got to just start over because... Teams should pay for trade deadline insurance. I should pitch that to Bacchus and Shanker. It's not a bad idea. You know, probably not realistic. But if you've been in a situation where you have suffered an injury and you're not at fault, whether it be a car accident, motorcycle, even a rideshare situation, or if you're at work and an injury occurred... Call Bacchus and Shanker today at 222-2222 to get a free consultation. And if they think you have a case, they will take your case on for free. You pay nothing until you win your case. It literally costs you nothing out of pocket to get Bacchus and Shanker on your side and getting you what you deserve. They've been doing it for 25 years here in Colorado. If you've lived in Colorado for more than 10 minutes, you probably know who they are. Uh, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients in that time. So they're pretty good. I think at it's getting part money. of the welcome to Colorado packet that for everybody real. has. For <laughs> no kidding. Uh, they're like, hey, things you need things you need to know about Colorado. Box and Box Shanker. And Shanker. <laughs> it's on the list. So check them out. Call the two number or go to coloradolaw.net to get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker today. Uh, and then once you get all healed up from whatever your injury is, go over to game time and get yourself some tickets to your favorite sporting event, whether it be here in Colorado, Avs, Nuggets, Rockies, Coors Field tickets coming up soon. You can get those for up to 60% off with game time. So they have amazing deals over there. And more than 15 million people have used the thing to get their tickets. So it's super reliable. Just a few people. Yeah. It's, you know, a couple of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, not, not too bad. I, <laughs> that. I think our YouTube views aren't even quite to 15 million yet. We're getting pretty close, though, so that's cool. Uh, either way, though, game time. Use the link down in the description. That helps us out a ton. Uh, you can also get tickets to any sporting event in the country, basically. There's there's tickets everywhere. Here you can see Avs tickets to upcoming games. When you go in, you can click on them. It'll show you your seats and what they look like. does matter for some arenas. Ball Arena, there's not really a bad seat in the house, so you're pretty good there. But if you're going to Fenway or something, don't get the seat that's directly behind a pole. Uh, that's a bad there, seat. There are bad seats in that house. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So make sure you're using game time and the link down in the description. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We might have to speed run the East a little bit here, but uh, we've got several days of being on air. Yeah, this we'll week, be but... we'll be back to break this down <laughs> yeah. more. I, I really just thought it was more interesting to talk about why the West is kind of pr- approaching it this way. I do, what, what was your theory? I will add, well, we, we ran through all the teams individually, oh, yeah, kind yeah. of where they are. Uh, and then I think the thing that we didn't talk about is that there's a schoolyard bully in the West, and it's Colorado. Yep. Yep. None, see, of those, none of those dudes want to step to the king right now. See, I, I think it's, <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit yesterday on At The Ring. I think it's two things, and it's a combination of what you just said. I, I, I do think that for as much as people are talking about the West being wide open, which it is, yeah. I guess, to an extent. I do think there is, a, like, yeah, it's wide open and Colorado. Two through seven. Right, oh, yeah. right. Like, it's wide open regardless where the Avs end up finishing. 
I just genuinely, genuinely, how many teams out West make you nervous in a seven-game series head-to-head against the Avs? No Assuming one. health. Who? Dallas. Really? Yeah. See, not even them, not even. Yeah. I, nope. I, I no, just don't think no they fear. can skate seven games with the Avs. The only thing that I'm nervous about with them Ottinger. is Ottinger. It's, it's Ottinger and their ability, and it's the Pete DeBoer factor. Ugh, the Pete nope. DeBoer thing does nope. change it a bit. Pete DeBoer is this year's demon the Avs can slay. It's fine. And I'm good with that when, if they do it, <laughs> but until they do it, they got to do it. They make yeah. me nervous. They got to do it. See, I still pick Colorado yeah. in the best of seven before <laughs> I know what happens at the deadline, but they're the only one that makes me nervous. I mean, obviously, Connor Hellebuck in a seven game series makes you nervous. See, see but again, like, like to me, the Avs last year put all of that to bed. They went toe to toe with the best. The best of the best. And what he said to Jared Bednar in the handshake line was, you guys were too good for me. And this year's team isn't as good as last year's. And so that's uh, where you get a little, the, sure. the, the margins sure. are really thin in the postseason. I, the, the thing you just is, never know. I man. don't know that any of these other teams in the West are as good as they were last year either. They're not. So so, so I guess, let me, I guess I, I distracted myself. So there, that's one thing. And I think if you were to truth serum Western Conference GMs, they probably feel the same way. Like, Gosh, yeah. I just don't know mm-hmm. if we can move the needle enough to beat like, them. Vegas, we did we did this. So mm-hmm. like Vegas has to. They're in it. They just have to continue right, to be in right. this. Uh Winnipeg has to go for it. Dallas is well, just uh, too good not so, to. So I I get that a lot of teams in the West would be very happy with even making a conference finals. Yeah. But you have the conversation, oh, we have to go through the Avalanche. And if we do that somehow, we end up with Boston. Well, so and, and that's and that's my thing. The reason why I think the West is just kind of taking a step back because you can only have one team out of the East. So, yeah. so why why go crazy to load up? Because you're you're not gonna. There's no Western Conference team that's gonna add anything now at the deadline that's gonna put them on the same level roster wise as Boston or Toronto or yep. whoever your Eastern Pick Conference team is. A right? top five team in the East. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So why spend the assets to try to load up on that? Or you say, cool, we're hoping we can get a ticket to the dance. If we can get through Colorado, we're just hoping that they are beat up enough coming out of the East that we'll have a fighting chance. That that's just I think that's what the conversation has been. Once those like first two, three deals all went west to east, I just think that the playoff GMs in the West were just like, you know what? Kill each other from the inside. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna blow things up. The couple teams at the top though should definitely be having <clears throat> That conversation of like, yeah. this may be our easiest. I uh, that like, I agree with whole the abs the abs Edmonton Vegas Dallas and Colorado and Winnipeg are all those are five teams that should be just going. We can dream on yeah. this. Ooh, see, and I don't even know if I in, include those five. I, 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 I would I say think, Colorado Vegas, maybe Edmonton. Oh, see, I <laughs> would say I think, Colorado then pick one of Vegas. I or think Dallas. I think Winnipeg is there. Dallas simply. is fair. I, I think Winnipeg is there because they have to. They sure have their timeline yeah, yeah, that, makes yes, them so that they have that. to do it. I, Vegas, okay. it's kind of this. I think Vegas is the same thing. Without Mark Stone, I don't think that they're good enough. But I think that they've invested I, so much I, into it that they just they're I, in this. Life I don't know now. if I'd say they're there, but they're in that mindset. I get yeah. where you're coming yeah, from. So, yeah, on, yeah. The what you just said about both Winnipeg and Vegas, I do agree with. You can't go backwards now. You can't. You can't Exa- put it back in, in the and, bottle. And, yep. and Edmonton, every year they don't do it with Connor McDavid. They get one year closer to losing him and wasting this. Yeah. See, I just and I think they I think they mess themselves up in goal so much. Well, and I like don't disagree in but, terms of both what they are capable of doing in terms of fitting in under the cap. Yeah. Where how they're able to distribute that talent. I think they <laughs> shot themselves in the foot so incredibly hard with that, and I feel bad bagging on Jack Campbell because he seems like just the greatest dude, but that is not a good goaltender. I mean, that, you knew that was not going to work for Edmonton the right. second. And, and so I, I just think that, unfortunately for Edmonton, because I agree with you in principle, I just don't know what else they can do. Yeah, and they have, they're have they trying to like undo right, right. mistakes while getting on better fly. on the fly. Yeah. And it's right. very, very hard <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. And you also don't trust Ken Holland to do that no. job. No. Uh, they, they so just, it's, it, it is a fascinating position that the West is in. The one thing that you are confident about is that Colorado is here and Colorado isn't going anywhere. Yep. I, I think apropos of what you said in terms of like this may be our easiest path, 
I have flashbacks to the 2002 Avalanche. If you ask that team, they they to a man, they all felt that they should have repeated that year and yeah. that Game Seven implosion. Had they gotten through that, they would have gone back to back. I think you. There's no way that that isn't running through Joe Sakic's mind right now. Looking at the West, this this will be the easiest path you'll ever have to getting back to the final mm-hmm. at a chance to repeat. You know, with Chris McFarland doing the availability yesterday and really saying nothing. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that are like, oh, well, maybe that's just him setting the table for the team not doing much. I said the team never does much at the deadline. They don't need to set the table for that. But I, I do genuinely think I'm normally fine with teams standing pat at the deadline because I think there's gross overpays. I don't think the Avs can stand pat here for what you said. You aren't going to get an easier run to the final than any of the it, teams out yeah. west this year. I, you should listen to last night's post game. Yeah. Really? It, yeah. It, it's the Avs time, particularly if you're continuing to follow the pass of teams like Tampa, who Tampa went back to back and made a third cup final mm-hmm. by saying, screw it. We're going to overpay. Pit- and every single team out there is terrified of them. Pittsburgh. Come, come playoff time. Pittsburgh is my ultimate <laughs> example of this. You know, they multiple GMs back. The owner came out and said, if there's Crosby and there's Malkin, we're going for it. <sighs> and they've banked three cups because of it. And they're, they currently have the longest active playoff streak in the NHL. I think it's what, 17 seasons going on 18? Yeah, something like that. Um, of a deadline deal? No, no, no. Pittsburgh making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and AJ, you're totally right. Like Crosby's whole career, basically. We were all joking, not, not joking, last year when we were talking about, look, if this gets to the finals, we'll probably all pick the Avs for our prediction show, but like I wouldn't put money against Tampa. And nope. that was after watching the Avs just mop Just be up, the better team, mop objectively. Up all yep. season and through the playoffs. We knew they were healthier. They were more rested. They were this. They were that. And it was still like, nah, but I'm just not picking against Tampa. Y- you've got to go for it. I-, I-, I, just, I just think that Joe Sackick is sitting there like, Chris... I've been in this room before. We are not messing this up. We're giving ourselves a swinging chance. I said yesterday that it would be irresponsible. I agree. And that they owe it to the guys in the room to give them the best possible chance. I spent the last 15 years being responsible at the deadline. Time to go. I know we have a couple super chats here related to this. So, okay. Sure. You guys, there's no way you didn't talk about Kane, right? We didn't. Oh, really? We've gone all week, man. Well, because it's. Basically a done. trade that has happened. Yeah, Sandine uh, goes to Washington for Eric Gustafson in Boston's first. I'm time. like a huge believer in Sandine, so I don't know that I love that. But I just think the first round was too much. I, I yeah, I definitely agree. But with that's that. a young D that they get that's cost controlled for the next several years. Uh, so what they lose in Dmitry Orlov, who's a very good player. No, they I use that asset to get the young, uh, what they think could be a younger version of them. I, no, I totally get Washington's idea. The first rounder is a lot. Well, this is what I was saying to but, you yesterday about give them picks so that they can use those picks to flip them. Yeah, for yeah, NHL you're players not wrong. And kind of, kind of retool because um, they're going as for they're it going, with the yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, if they can make it work, power to them. We do have one super chat though. $5 from Cody, who says, My friend Sean wants to know who's more likely for the abs, Hayes, Domi, or Schmaltz. And given the lack of activity in the West so far, are they needed? I think we already covered the second half of that. Yeah. Um, uh, for the record, this this continuing belief that uh, a 2C for the abs is a luxury and not a need blows my mind. JT, JT Confer is your 2C, has been very effective in everything. There is no track record of that continuing. And, well, and, and center depth is one of the most consistent things that gets repeated for Stanley Cup champions, and it doesn't stop it, too. I just you need I, good centers. I don't disagree with you. I just don't know if there's a clear upgrade over JT Comfort out on the market. Even, a clear if, upgrade. even if you get Max Domi and you put him in that job and you're saying, well, he's about the same. Great. That still makes your depth hey, that much better. Oh, I, I'm with you. So I'm with you. But I, I'm just that's my only thing with the LTA or the, the LTIR shit, the two C stuff. What happens when you uh, read and you I, talk? I, about no. <laughs> uh, I think Domi's more likely because there's no term beyond it. They can just get him, see how he fits, and then figure it out yeah. later. 
I think the abs the abs would be a lot more comfortable just trying to make a decision for this year for this year. It also mm-hmm. gets more complicated with Hayes if you're asking a team to retain for multiple yeah. years. Same thing with Schmaltz. Yeah. Even if they're and your problem with Schmaltz is that Arizona involved, won't. That yeah. Arizona will not retain talk, on that deal. Sometimes you just got to go with the easiest solution instead yeah. of involving a third I, team. I, I mean, yep. I think it's uh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. and I think it's Domi. Like I think if, if if you're saying what's the path of least resistance, a guy that adds a well, semi-known it, quantity, and you've checked on him a thousand times right, in the past. As we bring up so often, the Avs love their guys. Right, right. <laughs> For the record, that's also true of Kevin Hayes. It is. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I wrote about it the, with Kevin the, Hayes like a month ago in, at the rink, and I was just like, I'm putting this in here because I know the Avs have tried to get this dude a half dozen times. So when he signed out of college, it was the Avs finished second in that derby. And then when he got moved to Winnipeg that year as a rental, the Avs were involved in that. Yeah. So like when he was a free agent, the Avs were involved in that. Yeah. Like the Avs have sniffed around Kevin Hayes' entire career. I, so it, it it's no shock that he's involved once again. Yeah. We're in this room with Kevin Hayes and the Avalanche. Yeah. But the same is also true of Max Domi. Yep. Right. And Max Domi is the easier he's more straightforward. He's for sure. cheaper yep. in every facet. Deal deal for Hayes this summer if you wanna, you know, do yeah. whatever. Go get you can go get Domi and worry about the rest of it later. If and, and if it works, then you don't care about Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's Domi. I think it's a defenseman. Call it a day. They've done their depth on front and back end. They they've actually all those disappointing deadline deals we normally see for the abs. Those they've done ahead of time. Kincaid, <laughs> the small Nieto, ones. Yeah. and Jack Johnson. Those are usually the ones that they roll in late on deadline day. I think between now and Friday, it's it's two more pieces that'll be a little bit more impactful. Call it a day. Done. Go sprint forward. Sprint to the rest of the fin- sprint to the finish. Two more dollars from Cody clarifying that he is on the side of getting a 2C. Thank we you very go, much. Guys. Yeah, it's it's we gotta go. We appreciate all y'all hanging out. We'll be live tomorrow with a game, and there will be plenty more Trade Talk Thursday and, of course, Trade Deadline Friday. Yeah. So We have a three- or four-hour show planned for Friday. I, I don't know which I, one. Yeah, for Friday? For the deadline? Yeah, I think deadline day is the plan. Yeah. Let's just keep making that time smaller with every passing trade. <laughs> it's like, son of a bitch. There's, it's still well, a fun time. We're not, oh, talking, no. we're not talking about deals so <laughs> yeah. that we have something to talk about in that window. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, we appreciate all of y'all, and we will talk to you tomorrow. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com